Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now in my early 30s as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures. Bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, take my fitness quiz to receive your results on what type of at-home workout is right for you. The link is in the show notes. Also, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend who may find value from the information in this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. It means so much. Thank you. The number one strategy that has worked for me to build my glute muscle strength is to improve my core strength. When you think of core, you probably are thinking of six-pack ab muscles. Am I right? But that's where you're wrong. Your core involves more than just your six-pack abs. Core strengthening is very complex because it incorporates many areas of our body, not just your six-pack abs, including your rib cage, diaphragm, abdominal muscles, back muscles, butt muscles, aka your glutes, and pelvic floor. The function of these major muscle groups plus our diaphragm and ribcage is to work cohesively as one unit and provide you with a stable core. Our core musculature acts as a corset to stabilize against excessive shear forces and compressive forces at the spine. These major muscle groups are all connected directly or indirectly to form an endless loop, just like a corset. If you imagine what a skeleton looks like, the loop starts at our ribcage. Our abdominal muscles attach from the bottom of our ribcage to our pelvis. Our glute muscles attach our hips and extend posteriorly to our pelvis. Our back muscles attach from our pelvis to our spine, and the loop closes where the spine meets our ribcage. Like I said, it's an endless loop. By contracting one core muscle group, you will change the position of all four body parts, the ribcage, spine, hips, and pelvis. For example, when you perform a sit-up, here's what's supposed to happen. The ribs will move downwards. The lumbar spine flexes forwards, as do your hips, and the pelvis rotates backwards. You know, I don't think it's necessary to understand the roles of the ribcage and pelvis in core strength, so I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I do think you will benefit greatly from understanding the basics of how these core muscles work together to create stability and to optimize our body position to achieve greater upper and lower body strength. I would say that deep core strengthening is the missing piece to progressing your total body strength. The majority of the world has a weak core, and I don't think it's from a lack of trying. I just think it's from a lack of education. Most of you would be guessing if I asked you to give me four exercises that target deep core strength. 
a certain level of deep core strength is required to perform higher level core exercises. When you think of deep core strength, you're probably thinking of crunches, leg lifts, sit-ups, and Russian twists. Am I right? These core exercises are actually higher level core exercises. You need to master the basics first in order to perform these high level core exercises correctly with the proper techniques so that you avoid any harmful stress placed on your spine, hips, and pelvis. Think pelvic floor. When you think of stepping up onto a box at the gym, your core has to stabilize in order to push through your legs to stand up onto the box. Otherwise, you'd fall over. When you squat down at the leg press, your core has to contract and stabilize in order to push the weight up and down. Otherwise, the weight would go nowhere. When you're riding on your Peloton and you stand up out of the saddle without core strength, you'd literally fall off your bike. You cannot safely and properly lift heavier, attempt higher level exercises, or sustain the same speed on the Peloton without also improving your core strength. If you're thinking, but Liz, I've been increasing my box height. I've also progressed the weight on my leg press and cranked up the resistance on my Peloton. And I've done it all without incorporating core exercises. Then I'd say, well, first of all, awesome. I'm always excited to hear about improvements in your workouts. But what I'll also say is you will eventually reach a point where you either you no longer see strength improvements regardless of how much time you spend working out or you will start to experience low back pain or hip pain. If you incorporate step-ups, the leg press machine, or you like to ride on your Peloton but you don't make core strengthening a priority, you may not be falling off your bike, but you know what's getting worked like crazy as a consequence? Your spine and your hips. The joints in your spine and your hip joint are sustaining high compressive and shear forces as a result of a weak core. And this stress and strain is not detrimental to your spine and hip joints during one step-up workout, during one set at the leg press, but over time, after years and years, this repetitive stress will eventually cause some problems at your spine and or your hips. If you have never made core strengthening a priority and you want to educate yourself on the basics, I recommend you go back and listen to episode 15, Rectus Diastasis and Where to Begin When Strengthening Your Core. Although this episode is geared towards women who are mothers, I also discuss in this episode what some of the prereqs are prior to jumping into a cardio and weight training workout after having children. These prerequisites are essential for injury prevention when you're first starting out. I also recommend the Every Mother's and Body program, which is a personalized exercise regimen tailored to address your unique core and pelvic floor needs at any stage in your life. This program provides an excellent transition from motherhood or from a sedentary lifestyle to participation in a more rigorous workout regimen like weight training, running, and other high-impact activities. You can find a link to Every Mother's and Body program in the show notes. Maybe you're beyond this beginner stage and already have a basic core foundation, but if you'd like some new ideas to incorporate new core exercises into your existing workout regimen, I've got you covered. As I previously mentioned, core strengthening is more than just sit-ups and crunches. The key to core strengthening is recruiting the right core muscles and turning off the muscles that are overactive, aka your pelvic floor. And this is why I recommend the Every Mother and body program because it teaches you exactly this during a plank for example if your form is 
is not spot on. You're just making this more an upper body exercise than anything. So you want to pay attention to four things. One, avoid rib flare. Two, focus on breathing with your diaphragm. Three, relaxing your pelvic floor. And four, contracting the right abdominal muscles by pulling your belly button in towards your spine. Woo, that's a lot to think about, isn't it? It is. That's why deep core strengthening is so complex. And the Every Mother's Embody program will teach you how to master these skills while performing correct deep core exercises. But because I don't want to leave you empty-handed, I will suggest four deep core strengthening exercises that you can easily implement at your home or at the gym. All you'll need is a ball. You can buy an exercise ball on Amazon. The one I use is about two feet in diameter, and it doesn't matter what brand you find. So I want you to think of the following four static positions. One, the push-up position. Two, the kneeling position. Three, kneeling plank. And four, bridge. We're going to get a little strategic here and progress something as simple as holding a push-up position and upgrade it to a deep core strengthening exercise just by placing the exercise ball at strategic locations. Okay, so starting with number one, the push-up. Place the exercise ball under your hands, and now you have a deep core strengthening exercise. It's as simple as that. For number two, the kneeling position, place the exercise ball on the seat of a chair in front of you and press down with both hands. Number three, the kneeling plank position. Place the ball under your elbows. And number four, place the ball under your legs during your bridge. For these deep core strengthening exercises, you're going to walk away with four deep core strengthening exercises after listening to today's episode. And instead of holding these positions for time, I recommend that you use deep diaphragmatic breathing as your repetitions. Take 10 deep breaths three times with at least 30 seconds rest in between for a total of 30 breaths. This way, you are chaining the coordination between your ribcage, diaphragm, and pelvic floor while you exercise. During diaphragmatic breathing, you take a deep inhale, not by expanding the upper ribcage in your chest, but the lower ribcage. When you breathe with your diaphragm, you have relaxed your abdominal muscles and your pelvic floor. You will see your belly move, hence why you'll sometimes hear people refer to diaphragmatic breathing as belly breathing. Then, as you exhale, your diaphragm will relax. Your abdominals will contract. This is what should happen, right? And it's a lot to think about, which is why I recommend the Ever Mothers Embody program. However, if you know how to perform diaphragmatic breathing alone in a seated or standing position while relaxing your abdominals on the inhale and pulling your belly button in towards your spine during the exhale, then you've got this. I believe in you. Now, you can't have a strong core without strong glutes. So when you're considering what exercises to incorporate in your workouts to target glute strengthening, my go-tos are always band work. Lateral band walks, monster walks, fire hydrants, and clamshells. These exercises should not be underrated just because you're using resistance bands versus using weights. They are the real deal. Your butt will be on fire by the end of this workout, and they are highly effective because these positions target mainly your gluteal muscle mass. 
I recommend to perform three sets of 15 and by the 45th rep, you want to feel very fatigued and almost at failure. If this is not the case, check your form and technique. Your upper body should be completely static. The only part of your body that should be moving are your legs. If you're more interested in weight training at the gym and incorporating exercises that mainly target your glutes, consider these three exercises. One, a high step up. Two, leg press. And three, kickbacks at the cable column. By incorporating resistance exercises where the starting position is with your knees at your chest and your knees behind your toes, of course you're targeting more than just one muscle group, but you are specifically targeting your gluteal muscles. Consider the first exercise, your typical high step up. If the box is high enough so that once you step up onto the box, your knee is close to your chest, then this exercise is targeting your glutes especially, and listen to this tip, it's genius, especially if you're holding onto something right in front of you so that you can keep your knee behind the tip of your shoe throughout the duration of the exercise. It's firing those bad boys like crazy. Okay, so for the second exercise, the second exercise is the leg press. If your knees bend enough so that your knees are closer to your chest at the bottom of the squat, but your knees are also behind your toes, then you are also targeting your glutes here. The last example is the kickback. You can search kickbacks in your TikTok search bar for more clarity on how to set up the proper positioning at the cable column. But essentially, you are starting this exercise facing the cable column with one knee towards your chest and the ankle cuff at your ankle. From this starting point, you are extending your leg down and back behind you. Hence the name kickback. All seven glute strengthening exercises include the four resistant band exercises and three weight training exercises you can use with different variations of reps, sets, and frequency to your advantage. Make sure to incorporate at least one of the four deep core strengthening exercises mentioned earlier in today's episode in the beginning of every one of your workouts in order to wake up those abdominal muscles. After all the time we spend sitting in our desk chairs on the couch or during long commutes, they need a little reminding now and again of how important they are and how much we need them. (laughs) Oh my God, it sounded like I just gave you relationship advice, didn't it? (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you received some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper Podcast. Just click the cute little plus button at the top of the Exercise Proper Podcast podcast show page on apple Podcasts, and don't forget to leave a review when scrolling to the bottom thank you so much for listening see you next time guys